guys, it's Britt Dowd, and welcome to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, where every week we bring you episodes to positively and intentionally impact not only your business, but your leadership, communication, and personal life. Yes, we talk about mowers, fertilizer, and irrigation, but we put an emphasis on growing you as a leader and growing your business skills. We do this through interviews with other small business owners, growth segments where we dive deep on a micro business topic, and documented episodes from our own seven-figure business, Green Again Lawn. All right, lawn care leaders, turn your headphones up. It's time to get back at it. All right, guys, welcome back. I'm super excited about today's interview, and we've got join with us Michael Reed. Michael runs a business called Quiet Lawn. Been in business for four years and he offers some really cutting edge services. But see what I did there, Michael? I, I like the I like the <laughs> I like the word play. So he offers all uh-huh. electric mowing, robotic mowing, and then is getting into weed control, fertilization, bed maintenance, mulch, pest control, and Christmas lights. But what I really want to hover around today is the name Quiet Lawn, why he went with electric mowing, and how he is at the forefront of what I believe will continue to change the lawn and landscape industry, which is robotic mowing. So again, it's Michael Reed with Quiet Lawn. How are you doing out there, Michael? I'm doing wonderful, Brett. I really appreciate you having me on. I uh, really enjoy your podcast. Man, I, I I'm glad that we get to hear your story, and it is it's my pleasure, brother. Where 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 are you calling from today? Uh, we're in the Myrtle Beach, South Carolina area. Okay, okay. How's the weather? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's about forty degrees, a little bit rainy, uh, but you know it's uh, much better than what I'm used to being in the, from the mountains in western North Carolina. So uh, at least it's not snowing and icy roads. But today's yeah. a little bit overcast, but uh, but it's supposed to warm up later in the week. Nice, nice. Well, I get May. I think it's May thirteenth or fourteenth. I'm coming out to Myrtle Beach. We've we've got a big a big golf crew that's going to do a golf trip out there. Oh, that's awesome! You're gonna have to stop by and uh, see our little operation. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I th- I'm thinking my my golf trip just became tax free, right? Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I think we could uh, we could we could use some advice. I'll uh, I'll, I'll pay for you around the golf. Ah, I'm there. terrible at golf, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'd be lo- love to meet you and, and hang out. So we we might actually get that on the books after we're we're done chatting here. So, all right, Michael. Well, here's what I want to do, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little background on your personal life, and then we'll jump right into your story, bro. Sure, sure. Uh, well, uh, uh, you know, I'm about 36 years old. I have a wonderful wife, Sasha, and we've got two little boys. Um, I'm not originally from Myrtle Beach. We're actually from Western North Carolina. And like most people, you know, I got tired of the winters. I got tired of driving around on icy roads. I got tired of the cold. And uh, we've been vacationing in Myrtle Beach for, you know, most of my life. So, um, you know, every time I came here, I was like, this would be awesome to, you know, actually live here full time. And uh, we, we decided to do that about five years ago. Um, and like you said, we've been in business about four years now. Um, I've been in and out of lawn care for probably off and on for 25 years now. I actually started my first business when I was 11 years old. 
Uh, I actually took an old typewriter and I typed out business cards uh, one at a time saying that I would mow any size lawn for $25. Um, and that's what I did throughout middle school and high school. And that's how I bought my first car. That's how I paid for things. Um, got a, out of the did business. Did you say a typewriter? <laughs> I did. <laughs> this was the mid-90s. And, you know, they had computers, but my family couldn't afford one. So I had this little typewriter that they had bought me, a, you know, a little digital typewriter. Um, but yeah, I took a, I typed out each one individually and cut them out with scissors, and, and you know that was the that was the start of my endeavors in the lawn care business. That's very cool, very cool. <laughs> so you start started um, so that I, way, and then and then I'm assuming you kind of phased into working for other companies. I did, yeah, I did. I did what most people tell you. You know, you need to go get a real job. So when I when I graduated high school, I went to college. I, I worked other jobs. Um, you know, I got into a lot of management positions. Uh, I did revisit. I had a second lawn care company in my mid twenties. Uh, I ended up starting one in Western North Carolina and I had a, you know, I had a few part-time guys working for me from the local college there. And I did that for a few years. And, you know, that's kind of when we made the decision to move to Myrtle beach. So I ended up selling that. And then, you know, we, we relocated down here and actually got out of the business again. We actually ended up buying an, an ice cream shop when we originally moved down here. So, uh, you know, uh, it took me a while to, to learn that I was already in a pretty good business and, uh, to find my way back there. So, um, really? you know, man, uh, that, we, your story yeah. is like really intriguing me, man. Okay. So, so you, you started everything by putting your name and phone number through a typewriter and <laughs> that, that you were pretty young at that time. And then you went to college. Where did you go to college again? Uh, it's called, uh, I actually went to college in North Georgia. It's called North, uh, University of North Georgia is where okay. I went to college. So went to North Georgia and then went back into the lawn and landscape industry. But then what made you uh, – tell me a little bit more about the ice cream shop. How did that happen? Give me, give me, the, <laughs> give me the story there. Uh, uh, well, this will get, get personal, but, th th you know – what happened was we decided to move to Myrtle Beach. Um, I wanted something for my wife to be able to do that she that she would enjoy because I was going to work a normal job down here and she was going to run the ice cream shop. Um, so we ended up buying a, a you know a frozen yogurt ice cream shop down here. Um, but it was kind of a bad story. We bought the shop and the people that sold it to us falsified all the tax records, all the sales sales records, and made it look like the place was profitable uh, when in fact it was losing money you know, very, you know, every month it was losing a lot of money. So ended up being a disaster. We ended up having to sue the, the people that we bought it from and, you know, just, uh, you know, learned a lot of lessons, uh, lost a lot of money and, you know, decided I need to get back into something that I'm familiar with, something that I'm good at. Man, it wasn't worth it for the free ice cream. No, no. And uh, yeah, I know. And I was gaining 50 pounds, uh, eating uh, free ice cream every day. So, you know, uh, overall it was a, it was just a bad situation, but, oh man, I'm um, sorry, you know, it taught me I'm a lot sorry of to hear that. And... <laughs> I, I, oh, I was going to say, it, man, if I'm it turned out, if it, it, I'm, if it turned out good, I was like, dude, I'm not going to let my li wife listen to this podcast. Cause my wife and two daughters absolutely love ice cream. And I was just like, man, I can't imagine if they ran an ice cream shop. It'd be ridiculous. So what? Oh, give, a, give us a yeah. little background on that. We, we don't usually get guys that are, you know, I mean, it seems like you're a, a pretty pure entrepreneur where you're looking for opportunities, you're taking risks, you're starting new things, you're creative. What, 
why wasn't the ice cream shop profitable? What was 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 there debt and you just couldn't crawl out of it, or what 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 did they put it's, on? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. And a, and a lot of it was me. It was uh you know it was a uh, I was I didn't know much about business. I wasn't you know I'm, I've always been entrepreneurial. I've always you know had a lot of ideas and wanted to do these things. I just didn't have the understanding of on how to operate a business, how to market at that time, how to how to bring it out of the hole. And the problem was we bought the 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 ice cream shop, but I didn't have any capital. So I was you know, left over after I bought it. So we were way undercapitalized and we were counting on this thing, having some cash flow every month, you know, as the numbers, you know, that we were presented showed. Um, but the problem was it was sucking, you know, sucking three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 a month in the hole. Mm-hmm. And that very quickly, you know, within a year, that very quickly put us under and we had to sell everything and close it and, and do all that. So uh, it was, you know, a lot of it was naivety uh, you know, on my part and just not an understanding and like I said, just not having enough working capital to to keep the business rolling while you know while we're in the process of building it and actually getting it to be profitable. Okay, okay, yeah, that, that, that's good, man. That's 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 a good learning lesson, and it's 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 a part of your story. So I appreciate you opening up about that. And so then, what next after the the ice cream debacle? What what year was that? That would have been 2014, I believe. Okay. 2014. So, so after, so after that, you know, I I ended up working. I, you know, I was a. I, I, the main thing I had experience with, I, I was a manager at a casino in Western North Carolina, and that's the main reason I picked Myrtle Beach is because they had casino boats down here. Um, so I got back into the casino industry. I worked on a casino boat for almost two years after the ice cream shop had, uh, you know, went under. Um, okay, and that's so what I on. did until I decided to hold on, Michael. Them. Hold on, hold on. This is <laughs> this is getting better and better. Okay, so my, moment, my, my life goes all kinds of directions, <laughs> bro. I love it. I love it. I'm loving your story. So, mowing as a young kid, get through high school, go to college, but then we skipped that part. Where where did your casino experience come in before the ice cream shop? So I, while I was living in West, so I went to college. When I got out of college, I moved back to Western North Carolina, and I started working at the Harris Cherokee Casino up there. Um, while I was working there, I worked there for uh, five or six years. I, you know, I moved up into a manage, management position. That's when I started my lawn care business there on the side, and I actually wasn't actively involved in it much. I had the, a few part timers from the local college, and those guys basically did, you know, did did the work for the business. Cool. Um, so, you know, while I was a manager, I, you know, I, I worked evening shifts. So during the day I would run our business. I would, I, you know, did, we did a lot of things and I had a handyman business. I would remodel things and stuff like that. So, you know, I was, uh, you know, dabbling and this and that. Um, but, Man. but that's where the casino experience came from. And like I said, the main reason I picked Myrtle Beach is because they had a casino. I, you know, I knew that I could come down here and immediately start and working and, and yeah. get back into that industry. Very smart. Very smart. Okay. So, so out of college, and, and that's a key part of your story too, man. And, and I think it gives our audience a little feel for who you are. You've, you've got the casino experience, but still you're, you've kind of got your ties to the lawn and landscape industry. And at that time, was it, was it stressful? Were you enjoying it? Were you wishing that you could go full time with it or was it not even on your radar? I was, yes. I, we were in business about two years and this, you know, I, I could talk with you for for an hour about some, you know, the the crazy directions that my life has taken. But but uh, I was uh, I was in business about two years and we were doing really well. I had uh, you know two or three guys that were working for me and I was 
I was making the jump to go full time for the for the next spring. I think this might have been like 2012 or something like that. I went, ended up dropping down to part time at the casino um, so that I could focus and go full time with the business for the following season. This was, I think, 2012, 2013. I dropped down and you know lost my benefits, everything I had with the casino, my health insurance because I lost my full time. You know, I went down from full time. Two weeks later, I was jogging on campus at the local college, and I was hit by a car in a crosswalk uh, going about 30 or 40 miles an hour and thrown about 25 feet and ended up having about $100,000 worth of medical bills and surgeries, uh, you know, as a result. So that was kind of, uh, you know, that was kind of something I wasn't expecting. And (laughs) after I just lost my insurance and everything else like that, so that kind of, uh, you know, so, so that was the year I was going full time, but when that happened, it changed everything. You know, it, you know, it, like I said, it was a big thing. It was probably the better part of the year to get back to normal. Uh, I still had my business, but it kind of changed my focus. And during that time is when I decided, I'm like, Hey, well, you know, uh, you know, maybe we should, I, I was, I was vacationing in Myrtle beach. I was like, Hey, you know, maybe while we're at this point, maybe we should change directions and try to get where we want to be, uh, before we get too established in this area. Man. Michael Reed, are you kidding me? Okay, so okay, so real quick, let's recap for our listeners. So typewriter and a mower through high school, through college. Get out of college. You go to a casino company. You're running a mowing company part time on the side, and then you start an ice cream shop. Ice cream shop fails, right? Is am I chronologically this correctly? Well, the, this uh, this would have been the, the accident would have happened before that. This before. was when I was in North Carolina working at the casino. This, oh, yeah, okay, I was working okay, at the sorry. casino part, you know, in North Carolina. I had that business. So That's you had when that I, business. You know, when I went to go full time for that. And then, so, sure. so then so. you you had that business. Then you decide, okay, this thing's going well. I'm going to go full time. You get smoked by a car without insurance. Yep. And so, man, alive. This is this is a this is a crazy story, man. You've literally taking some blows here okay so how did that shift your mindset mindset because it's weird how something major like that happens in life and usually people it's like they are forced into margin with their time and then now they're now they're having to deal with life at a higher level which we all should do but that was forced upon you so how did that change your mindset and how did that course correct you you know, it kind of gave me, you know, I had tunnel vision, you know, I, you know, I was, you know, I only saw one outcome. I saw us growing the business in Western North Carolina. Um, you know, that was the whole goal. I was dropping down to part-time and literally, like I said, I literally dropped down less than two weeks before this accident happened. Um, getting, having the accident kind of allowed me to step back and look at life, uh, to look at whether or not we were really happy in that area. Because, I, you know, Western North Carolina is beautiful, but I'm just somebody who's always liked warmer climates. I like, I like the beach. I love tropical-type environments. I like the lifestyle. Um, so, you know, at that, it was during that time that I kind of took a step back from the business, and I was like, hey, you know, where do we want to be? You know, is this going to get us there, you know, in the next five years? You know, what, 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 what do we want our life to look like? Um, so that's kind of when I did some, you know, I stepped back and did make some big decisions and, you know, we're like, Hey, well, you know, let's, let's go ahead and do this. Let's go ahead and get somewhere where we want to be. Very cool, man. Very cool. Well, well, good for you guys. I'm sorry to hear about the, the blows you've taken with, with other businesses and the, the accident with no insurance. And I'm sure, I'm sure with that 
came a lot of medical expenses that you had to dig your way out of. And so you guys have been scraping, clawing, and fighting, man. So where where are you at now? Catch us, catch us up to speed on why Quiet Lawn was birthed and what you guys are all about. Sure, sure. Yeah, so we, we came to, you know, like I said, well, I worked at, in between at the casino for a while, and then I decided to get back into the lawn care business just because it's something I'm familiar with and, you know, and something I really enjoy. Um, when I was going to do my research and, and looking around to start back up another business, because my previous businesses, you know, were just traditional lawn care businesses. We used gas equipment, uh, you know, same old, same old. Uh, when I was going to do some research to start a new business, I came across, uh, across Mean Green Mowers, who is the, you know, the big manufacturer for commercial electric mowers. Yeah. And, you know, you know, as well as I do, there was nothing like that. You know, that's, that, I, that completely blew my mind because I'd never seen anything like it. Uh, it wasn't even possible with my previous businesses. Um, and I got to thinking, I was like, hey, I can, uh, you know, it, and part of it is reading the tea leaves. You know, I could, I could, after some research, I could understand that that was very quickly where the industry was heading. Um, so I had the decision. I'm like, hey, I can go out and spend, you know, five ten thousand dollars get some used equipment, get a used uh, enclosed trailer, and start something that the hundred other guys within five miles of me already have, the same exact thing. Or I can go this route and try to build a unicorn. Yeah. Um, and that's what I decided to do. You know, there, there's a lot of benefits to it. The quiet aspect, there's a, you know, the, the eco-friendly aspect. There's a lot of things that I can offer that my competition can't offer. And that's kind of what made push me in the direction of, of going all electric. Man, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. So good for you. Seems like you've got, you've got a little savvy around branding and I like the word unicorn that you used. You're, you're looking for that opportunity <laughs> that it's like, Hey, there's there's clearly a a pack of horses here. How am I going to stand out? Because that that's what every business is solving a problem. But then there are many many people that have invented something or could offer great services. So you now have to gain attention, right? Like we we all are solving problems sure. as businesses, but getting someone's attention and closing sales is a is a whole nother ball game. And so it's really cool that you kind of had that natural inclination to let's go down this path. It's it's uncharted waters, but I think we'll stand out and I think we'll be able to add more value. Well talk to me now about that process. So you've now gained attention, right? You're you're unique. You're sure. the unicorn, quote unquote. What is it like pitching this to clients and what is your what is your pitch? You know, and I, and I, and I, I get asked this a lot. You know, we get a lot of people that contact us, you know, through our, our social media, our YouTube channel uh, that are interested in getting into the electric lawn care. And I just tell them honestly, flat out, as far as from the customer standpoint, we're no not much different as far as what we offer. You know, we still cut grass. We still do all the services they do with gas equipment. So a lot of our customers don't specifically come to us that's what we're finding. They don't specifically come to us because of the eco-friendly, the quiet aspect, but we find a lot of customers are very happy, very pleased once they do sign up with us. Um, you know, they, they appreciate that we can come mother grass and they not even know that we're outside most of the time. Um, so, you know, as far as, you know, branding, um, we decided to go the quiet route as opposed to the eco route for a couple of reasons. Um, but one is mainly we're trying to brand ourselves as the, less, the least intrusive, 
uh, service for that customer because the customer just wants us to come take care of their property. They want us to take care of their lawn, their landscape, and they want us to be make that process as easy as possible and as least intrusive as possible. And that's kind of uh, you know everything we do as far as our branding and why we you know you know why we choose to go the way we do. So you're more selling the ease of doing business with you, the the lack of friction between you and your client is reduced as opposed to the economic or the uh oh I'm I'm losing my train of thought here as opposed to like the the benefits for like the environment and whatnot sure sure because all those are still there but you know Britt when you hear eco-friendly what's the first thing you think as a customer I think of uh, water bottles being saved out of the ocean. I don't know why. That just that, that's <laughs> well, what, well, that's, that's true. But well, yeah, but as far as uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, the the reason I didn't, I, we don't lead with the eco friendly aspect is because most people hear green or eco friendly and they think dollar signs. You know, they think our service is going to be much higher than yeah. the competition. They think they're going to have to pay a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and if you're, you know, there's a lot of markets in the country. You know, if you're in certain areas where that's uh, that's that would probably be a, a popular marketing uh, point, but where we are, you know, it's, it's just not that popular. So we kind of lead with the other benefits, you know, you know, the experience. And like you said, that is what we're all about. We, we make everything as convenient as possible for our customers. We over communicate. We automate a lot of our communications. We make the estimating process so easy. They call us and they have an estimate in their email within a few minutes. Um, you know, it's, you know, that's, that's what we're all about is making an overall better experience for the customer and that includes, you know, make it when we're there actually servicing their property, being as, like I said, least intrusive as possible, making the least amount of noise, uh, you know, just letting them enjoy their life, which is what most people here at the beach are trying to do. They're retired. They're wanting to golf. They're wanting to enjoy their, their free time. And they don't want to have to hear a, a leaf blower from two blocks away. Very cool. Okay, so next question would be, have you had any complaints with the battery-powered equipment? Maybe grass is tall you didn't get get as good of a cut or has and maybe there's something that i'm not even thinking of but any any complaints with use of the battery powered equipment none at all from the customer standpoint as far as performance the the equipment performs every bit as good as any gas equipment i've used um so there's there's nothing as far as from the customer standpoint that we've had any complaints on now we've had some issues obviously you know there's some there's always some issues with equipment and especially you know trying new technology um but as far as from the customer our, our mower cuts my my stand-on mower cuts every good every bit as good as my right standards that we used to use in my previous business uh, our string trimmers are every bit if not more powerful than the steel uh, gas trimmers we used to use um, you know, the blowers are, you know, the blowers is one area where, you know, you're not going to be doing big leaf cleanups of the blowers we use, but the handheld blowers that we do use have more than enough power, uh, you know, to do what we need for regular maintenance. Um, so as far as from a customer standpoint, I, you know, the, I, I don't see a downside, you know, there's less noise, um, and it still does the job just as good as, as gas equipment that I've used. Very cool, man. Very cool. What about price point from battery powered equipment compared to gas? As far as the equipment, uh, price point is uh, the equipment purchase price. Sorry, it's typically about twice. You know, usually a third to uh, you know, or you know, at least it's usually seventy-five to one hundred percent more. So you're you're probably going to pay double uh, if you're paying three hundred dollars for. I, I don't even know what a, a a typical gas you know steel trimmer costs. Maybe three three to four hundred bucks. 
Cut. You're probably going to pay five to six hundred for the equivalent of a an electric version. Okay. Um, by the time you get a couple batteries for it, uh, as far as the mower, I think our stand-on mower is somewhere around seventeen or eighteen thousand, and the equivalent gas stand-on would probably be maybe ten to twelve. Okay. Okay. That's good advice. And so you're using you're using the you said um, is it Mean Green? Yes, sir. Mean Green mowers. Mean Green mowers. What about for your your blowers, trimmers, all the other equipment? What brand are those? Give those guys a shout out. We use a brand called Ego currently, Ego. Uh, and that's who we've used for the last three years. Yeah, Ego. It's actually a brand you can. Well, they're now in Lowe's, but you still get them Home Depot. But uh, we use a we use Ego brand for our handheld equipment. Okay, Ego brand, Ego brand. Cool. Well, here I want you to share another story if you've got one. You guys are like. I'm just picturing you being quiet, rolling up to the house. Customer doesn't even know you're there. You've got you've got Buddy in a robe, sipping coffee. Maybe he's reading a newspaper. He's retired. He doesn't have a freaking care in the world. And you guys are just like lawn ninjas, whispering in, whispering <laughs> it out. What have you ever like? Do you have any funny stories that you can share with us? Like you've scared the donkey out of somebody or you caught somebody <laughs> doing something and they, you freaked them out. Uh, no, but it does, you know, nothing specific that bad, but it happens all the time that we'll be mowing someone's lawn and we'll be going around to the back of the property with the mower and they'll be sitting in their pajamas or something, you know, in their robe or something on the back porch and they, <laughs> you know, scurry up, you know, get up real quick and scurry into the house. Um, you know, that, that, that happens pretty often just because they, they have no idea we're even there until we get, you know, until they see us. That's so awesome. that, that, that does happen pretty frequently. That's hilarious. We have, so we kind of have somewhat of the same thing because we use, like when we're doing granular fertilizer, usually we're doing a walk behind one. So it's not like it's making a ton <laughs> of noise. And even if we are dragging a hose, the engine's going on up front. And it's a quiet, small little Honda-powered engine. <laughs> and so we're in the backyard dragging a hose. This past year, we had a guy in the backyard, and a client was, like, in the house and surprised that they were there but wanted to talk to them. So he comes, like, <laughs> kind of not, not, like, rushing out, but he's like, oh, I want to talk to them. So he speeds up his walk and goes to walk from his kitchen area up top on the deck to the deck itself and he doesn't realize that he's still got the screen there. And he just, boom, <laughs> completely, completely hits, his, hits his face on the screen door and then just slides it open, walks out. And the funniest part was that he acted like nothing had ever happened. He just like, he didn't even acknowledge, <laughs> he didn't even acknowledge, you know, when somebody like doesn't acknowledge a, yeah. a clearly heard fart or something, it was just awkward because it's like, bro, are you just going to acknowledge the fact that you just ran into your door? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you did remind me, we, we were spraying along about a month ago and I had a, a similar situation where we went to spray the backyard and I guess the guy had just uh, got out of the shower or something, but he came to his back sliding glass door. And I guess just did a big stretch, and I, I didn't look closely enough, so I couldn't tell if he had underwear or anything on. Oh. Really, I just like <laughs> glanced around, but but uh, he was did his big stretch with his arms up in the air, and then all of a sudden he noticed us, and he glanced over and like very he just like quickly pulled the curtains closed on that uh on that glass door, and I was like, oh sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry buddy, oh man, sorry bud. 
man, that's funny. But yeah, that, that that does happen. Yeah, and, and our you know our, even our spray rig, we have an electric pump on it, so it you know it's it's a little bit quieter than gas, but but uh, so we, we we do run into stuff like that occasionally. Oh, very cool, very cool. Okay, so give me give me a little reference on the battery powered spray equipment you're using. So we use a, you know, we have a 200 gallon uh, skid sprayer right now. We're actually hoping to upgrade to 300 gallons this year. Um, but it's got a, what's called, it, the, the brand is called Pump Tech. Uh, that's who we use for our pump. And uh, I think they're probably the best one out there as far as, uh, you know, as far as being able to get enough water out and actually be able to do this long term. But I, I think they're pretty popular within the lawn care industry as far as electric uh, pumps. Okay. Um, okay. But, uh, but yeah, we got, you know, our typical 400 foot reel and, you know, we've got a, a spray van and, you know, that's nice. what we operate out of with that. Okay. Would you mind sending me a picture of that when we hop off the call? I'd love to, love to see your setup. And Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We don't have, so we don't have a bat, a battery powered pump, but we do have a, it's a, it's a pretty cool. So sprayer specialties our uh, our rep over there, Bill Browning made it custom for us and it is a battery powered uh setup for the reel but it is solar powered as well so oh that's awesome it's it's on a steady drip from the engine when we fire it up but then he's got a solar panel up top there so i mean we we really only have to recharge that battery probably once a month maybe maybe less than that maybe even like once every month and a half because usually we have to wire the battery all the way to the truck itself um that way when the trucks run oh wow it, yeah sure so it saves us a lot of time and if we ever have to move spray tanks around in the trucks it's just really nice we just we have a quick connect on the battery take that off and then we can slide the the entire spray tank out and into a different truck pretty easily Oh, that's awesome! No, that, that's great. Yeah, because because ours is, is a dedicated truck. You know, everything's in there. But you know, it, the the good thing about this pump is it, it's twelve volts. You know, it runs off of the the truck, the van battery, and we have an extra battery in the back uh, that it's specifically for the pump and for the electric reel. But uh, you know, we we don't have to char- You know, it, it'll do two three yards without having to crank the truck up to recharge in between. Oh, good. Um, so it, it does pretty well. But like you said, there's no mobility with it. You know, it, it's pretty much dedicated to that to that setup to that van yep yep well that's good man that's good how many how many properties are you guys doing right now for furt and squirt and is that kind of on your radar for growing that's the biggest area for growth yeah we we uh our first year of actually doing it ourselves was last year and we started with 40 customers um and then uh this year we were able to grow we we grew to 110 so we didn't have tremendous growth we we were able to add you know net 70 more customers we're hoping to easily get to 250 or 300 this year man well that's that's, i mean it's impressive that you started off with 40 accounts that that's at least enough (laughs) to give you some some routes and, and get a feel for it so that's really cool yeah, well, we were with the first uh, first year or two. We were actually subbing it out to a, another local contractor, and you've probably learned, you know, so, you know, when you when you sub stuff out, it kind of, you know, if, if they don't do their end, it hurts your reputation. Yep. Um. So, you know, we we kind of had you know some issues with that, and we decided to we already subbed out several customers. We we kept all the billing in house, and we billed them for it, and then we subbed it out. Um, so it was very fortunate, you know, it, when that happened, when it, you know, when it wasn't working out with a subcontractor, we decided that we're like, Hey, we already got enough revenue coming in from this, uh, to pay for the equipment and, and pay the overhead. Do we want to let these customers go and lose that possibility of growing that service? Or do we want to go ahead and jump into this and, 
you know, and go ahead and get started. And that's what we decided to do. That's fantastic. Um, that's so fantastic. We, we were fortunate though, in that yeah. regard. Yeah, that's that's really good. And we we preach subcontractor relationships all the time, and that is just one point there. Yeah, yeah, it can be viewed as a negative, but you also afforded yourself the margin and time. You didn't lose out on the business. And when you did decide to take the leap in there, it was a very seamless close. It's like, hey, we're not subbing it. We're bringing it in-house. You've already got 40 people on the books. It's kind of like the you're already moving downhill a little bit. You're not starting from scratch. Absolutely. No, and and you're absolutely right. And, you know, subcontractors can be awesome. And, that, and this guy, you know, the, the, the company we use, he's a great guy. You know, it's like I said, but like I said, you know, I, I thought our service was, was better on our end if we did it in-house. Um, and you know, like I said, you know, the subs, they can do. (laughs) Can't knock you at all. And and, and more profit. I mean, you're adding a line of service. It it just completely makes sense. Cool, man. Well, well, Michael, I want to give you a chance as we wrap up here, where, where can people find you, reach out to you, further the conversation if they want to ask you more questions about getting into battery powered services? Sure, but yeah, we actually have a, a YouTube channel that goes over our whole setup, all the equipment we use, the questions we get, so they can find Quiet Lawn on YouTube, and there's probably probably 100 videos by now that, uh, that cover all the different subjects you can imagine about starting an electric lawn service, as well as just a lawn service in general. Um, they can email me at info at quietlawn.com. Uh, you know, that, that either of those two is probably the best way, or they can contact us on our social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you know, things like that. That's awesome, Michael. That's awesome. Well, I will, I'm not subscribed to your YouTube channel, but what I'll do when I hop off here, I'll go subscribe. And if you wouldn't mind, go over. We, we just recently started a YouTube channel as well. So go subscribe to our channel, Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that as soon as we get off here. I'm a, and be ready when you watch my videos. There's a lot of uhs and ums and it's a, I'm definitely not a, uh, I'm not good on video, but hopefully the uh, the information comes across. Yeah, I like I like authenticity more than somebody trying to make something perfect. So you're you're my you're my kind of dude, man. <laughs> you're my kind of dude. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story, and I I I really I'm this is not just me trying to puff you up. I really enjoyed your story, and I'm all about the the underdog story. And so it's cool to hear somebody that is working hard and then they just take a couple shots to the face and they're in the corner with their hands up it's cool to see you fighting back it's cool to see that you're you're doing something that is a is a unicorn it's standing out it's cutting edge it's creative and you're winning at it so kudos to you and and i'm proud for you man well, Brent, thank you so much. And, and uh, you know, like we talked about, you know, we're, we're still very small, but, and we've got a lot of, uh, of challenges growing, but uh, we're excited about it. You know, I think we're going we're gonna to do some uh, pretty amazing things but in a changing industry, and I'm excited about, you know, implementing our robotic mowers and the other things that we're, we're going to be doing in the future years. But, but thank you so much for your interest, and thanks for, for talking with me. And uh, uh, like I said, I definitely appreciate your advice and the podcast that you make and all the information you share. Yeah, man. We appreciate you. It's been been my pleasure. Don't sell yourself short. Your your business is successful. And even though you're considering it small, the fact that you're running a business and have future potential team members that you're going to change their lives and you did this through a pandemic and the pending recession, you're doing big things, man. That, that's, that's winning in my book. So 
keep at it, man. And uh, I hope to talk to you soon and maybe even meet up with you when we're in Myrtle Beach. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Uh, all right. <laughs> Britt, you have a wonderful day, man, and uh, thank you so much for the for the call. Adios, bro. Keep at it. See ya. Hey, guys. That is a wrap on yet another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Thanks again for letting us hang out with you, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Please subscribe. Leave us a rating and review. And if you found this at all helpful, please help us by sharing the podcast And uh, we wish that you would continue this conversation. If you want to chat it up about some topic that happened or maybe you have further questions, you can find us over on Instagram, Facebook. Um, We're going to be posting YouTube and uh, LinkedIn content as well. So you can find us on almost any platform. And if you'd like to further uh, grow your business or find out more information about Intentional Growth Advisors or one of our other show sponsors, feel free to click the link in the show notes and you can see those there. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us and we will be back with you again shortly.